The Blazers stand pat, then lose to the Pistons. Joe Cronin says he likes where the franchise is headed. We're going to talk about all of that and more here on the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian and Oregon Live. I'm joined by Craig Burnback. We're recording this a little later than the day. As usual, the Blazers are going to play Minnesota back-to-back Tuesday, Thursday. Could get ugly. We shall see. But right now, we're going to go back in time to last week. We didn't do a podcast right after the trade deadline because nothing really happened. (laughs) No. There wasn't a ton of things to to do. We had some logistical things. But we're here now to talk a little bit about that, but more so what it meant for them to stand pat and why Cronin said part of the reason was he likes where they are. But first, before we dive into that, because Craig is chomping at the bit because he doesn't get it, (laughs) we're going to start first with the fact that there was no activity for the Blazers, other than making a small itty-bitty trade, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, briefly. But anyway, just your first impressions or your thoughts when they pretty much stood pat. So did they get better? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. Like, this isn't complicated. Like, we try to complicate things, right? It's a trade deadline. There are certain times in the NBA schedule where you could get better. Right? There's the offseason. There's free agency. There's the draft. And there's the trade deadline. True. Did they get better? The answer is no. I mean. They did not get better. Did they get worse? Yes. They got they worse. Because other teams got better and and their players are <coughs> injured. So they're worse. But they definitely didn't get better. So it's not it's a bad it's a bad trade deadline. They could spin it. You could spin it any way you want. Like, oh, there there weren't any trades. You know what we can't tell you is what trades they turned down and what trades they were offered. But the bottom line is they were not offered anything that Joe Cronin thought would make the team better. So they did nothing. They did nothing. They Seinfeld it. It's show about they nothing. Trade, they did they nothing. They traded a second round pick for Delano Delano <laughs> Banton, a six foot nine. Guy who yeah. played the one, the two, and the three. He came a big sure day in their loss to the in Pelicans. They looked pretty <laughs> solid. Why are you laughing? Sure Why are you laughing at my man? He's a good kid. He was fun to talk to. He's, he's at least going to be a great interview the rest of the yes, year. Yes, and I and I root for him. <laughs> I root for him. But he was not. He was not traded for talent. He wasn't traded. For, he was traded for logistical reasons. <laughs> and you hope for a miracle. Sure, that's that's the whole thing is based on miracles. Just that's what we're hoping for miracles. But they did nothing, Fentress. They did nothing. nothing. You're right. They did nothing, so they didn't get better. And that's the whole thing. You're in a rebuild, and you're in your third year of a rebuild, and you didn't build at the trade deadline. Okay. This is true. However, sometimes... There just isn't a move really to be made. So you, so it's one thing that... Right, which is bad. But <laughs> not always. It's bad. They're not always. Okay, I'm neutral on this whole thing. Like, to me, you don't just make a trade to make a trade. The guys that, okay. the guys that teams would probably want are not necessarily available, i.e. Simons, um, Sharps, Hurts, you know, Brogdon. You know, I, it's just it seems like there was a, a lukewarm market on him which I think goes back more so to the original batch of trades involving Lillard, where everyone was like, oh my God, we're going to get go. stuff for Brogdon. We're going to get yes. stuff for Brogdon. And I was told by you know Team Source that they thought they were going to get something good for him and ended up getting nada. And the deals that were, were offered, like people wanted them, but the deals they were offering were not up to par for what the Blazers wanted. So were the Blazers overvaluing him or is the league just saying, dude's 31, making $22 million a year, got another full year left on his deal. 
and we don't need him that bad to give you what you want, which they, what they were after, they weren't even after picks, especially in this draft, right? Like the last thing they, they only have two picks yep. in this draft, first round. You have two second rounders. You don't want to necessarily add a draft, another draft pick and a draft that everyone's saying is, is not very good, right? So you'd love maybe a 25 pick, maybe increase your chances of getting Cooper Flag, but anyone who's going to do that is probably going to be picking in the 20s. So what they wanted was they wanted players who could help them now and in the future. So ideally, a 26-year-old small forward or power forward still striving to reach his potential, sort of like Aiton, sort of like Larry Markin a couple of years ago. And that wasn't out there for Brogdon. So they kept Brogdon. What does that mean moving forward? I don't know, because you still got to figure out what to do with Scoot and Ant and Sharp. And now you still got Brogdon around. So maybe they trade him in the summer. But the fact that teams weren't clamoring to get him. Not maybe. Huh? Not maybe. Well, maybe they won't get it. Like, you have to. Well, you can wait till the deadline. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. And right, when saying. he's worth Sure. I, 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 I'm just saying. So, but anyway, like I said, it sort of lessens the wealth of assets they thought and claimed they were getting during the whole Dame uh, uh, plethora of trades. So, that to me is like the most glaring thing about this. Because yes. Aiden has not, although Aiden's been playing really well lately. But Aiden has sure. not necessarily lived up to what you'd hope. Williams is hurt, like you said. You didn't get a really good package for Brogdon. Um, you still kept him. and He's redundant as hell on this basketball team. Uh, so the only real thing that, that you can point to is maybe that Warriors pick is going to be a lottery pick. But more than likely, it's going to be a late lottery pick and a bad draft. So it's almost like if, if, if the draft is as bad as everyone says it is, and having a 15th pick or 14th pick, it's like having the 25th pick in a normal draft. <laughs> it's a problem. So that's my thing. But sometimes the deal just isn't there. And you just got to stand pat. I'm, I'm fine with that. So I'm, I don't disagree that there wasn't a good deal. But that's because they, they, they messed up. They sold a beautiful car, got the money, thought they'd buy a bet. That eventually, we're just going to buy a good car. <laughs> then there wasn't a car available like for that. <laughs> I, look, the Knicks were a team, obviously, I know a lot about. People get sick of it, but, like, Brogdon was on the list. Right. But the Knicks tra- – and they and I heard people saying, I wouldn't trade Brogdon from Grimes because it's repetitive. I'm like, he's 23. Exactly. And sure, he plays the – he plays the two. Like, what? you're not good now. Who cares? <laughs> you, you. Who cares if you're repetitive? Be good at good at something. Like having good young players would be fine. Like Grimes has already proven that he could play in the NBA at 23. He's in a down year. He's got pushed out of a a team that's really deep, so he's no longer in the rotation. But the Knicks traded Grimes two second rounders, got Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. There's no way the Knicks are going to give that up to get Malcolm Brogdon. Right. Bogdanovich's contract's better than Brogdon's. Uh, he's better. <laughs> he's taller. Burks is very solid. Has played for the Knicks. There's no way the Knicks were like, huh? You know what? Maybe uh, I, we want that Brogdon deal. So the that that was if that deal wasn't there, what was? I agree. But the problem is you made the trade and part of the sell and was Robert Williams and Brogdon as either, you know. Players that Williams is a guy that maybe he fits now, like, uh, you know, in the future, or you can use him to trade. And Brogdon's a guy you get so that you could, you know, trade and you didn't do, and neither one of them, (laughs) one guy's hurt and the other guy you didn't trade. So, like, that means you, sure, maybe this wasn't the wrong move, but the, (laughs) you got yourself here. 
You got yourself here, right. and it and you set yourself up to to get better in the future. And as of right now, they didn't. Okay, so and they're really and they're not good. Okay, so I, I have and they're not good. I, I, yeah, no, I, I don't I don't disagree. So you know, it's people like to say I'm always negative. It's bullshit. Sometimes I'm really positive in the face of you know because I try and find some yes, silver lining. Because you're stubborn as hell. No. If you started somewhere, no, you're gonna stay no. there. I'm just I just try to just be fair yes. and sometimes there's silver okay. linings to be found so but as, before sure. i before i jump on that soapbox and filibuster you to sleep let's segue into that first with what cronin said which you have which you took issue with so cronin came out and talked to the media on thursday trade deadline as he always does and what he says like i said earlier they, they were looking for players to advance what they're trying to do. So like ideally a, a forward who, if you, they can get a younger forward who's as good as Brogdon money. Right. Um, but that wasn't available, but that he, he really still wants to see what this entire group can do together. And that's been disrupted by Williams being out, uh, Aiton and Simons combining to miss 40 games. Now sharps out, et cetera, et cetera. So they, ha- you know, and I would maintain that their record could be like, they could be, within striking distance of the play and had everyone been healthy, but that's a pipe dream. You hardly ever have everyone healthy. But he said, I like where we're headed. Now, quick, Jason Quick wrote an article just going hey, dude. after him. And Quick came into that press conference. Like, I could tell he was like on one. Like he was about to, and the way he asked the questions. And I don't mind saying this because it's all, you know, you listen to it. And he asked him point blank, do you think you've done a good job? And he said, yes, he likes where they're headed. He likes where they're going. So, you take the floor, Mister Burnback. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like, why would you be satisfied with where you are? Like, and it's not like you have to take the blame, but you could say things like, "Our record's not very good. Our players, our young players." You look. I'm not scoot. There's a future there, and we don't know what it is. But he's not blowing the the doors off things. He is either right where you – now, he set – Joe Cronin's the one that uses the language that he did about Scoot. Transcendent. Like, he sold Scoot. Right. Transcendent. And he – Scoot is – I'm not blaming a 19-year-old kid for not, you know, taking the league by storm. But when you're looking at the number two pick now, and you're watching Brandon Miller highlights, <laughs> and you're like, damn. Mm-hmm. And you know what you see at one with Wemby, and you're like, oh, well, that's the future. Like, I don't even – is that AI? Like, you know, like <laughs> that guy, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then your guy is doing progressively better at times but can't shoot, isn't giving you the Brandon Miller highlights of like, oh, or even what you got from Sharp when you were like every once in a while, Sharp, Dunking from the free throw line mm-hmm. and just showing that athleticism. Right now, you're like, okay, I still believe, but you're not like, yay. Your other guy, Sharp, is probably out for the year. That's horrible. Like, that is not something to be happy about. Right. Like, that's bad. Aiton has not stepped in and been great. He's been eh. And you don't, you're the one, Fentress, that says it all the time. If DeAndre Aiton is eh, that trade is terrible. Because you could have just kept use of Nurkic for less money, right. and and you ha- and at the trade deadline, you turned those players you got in all those trades and all those assets into nothing. 
I mean, you talk about the assets they didn't bring back. They didn't use any to get anything either. Right. They got nothing. So I don't know why he needed to say that. What he could have said is, no, we're not happy. We're in a third year rebuild and we're no, still. Wait, that's not fair. In- go ahead. But go ahead, though. Well, I'm just saying like this is the third straight year. You're, you're, that's what they want to say. It but when you tank and tank. But you tank two years in a row, dude. I'm not not counting that. It's so easy. No, most teams don't tank three years in a row. They just don't. Franchises don't tank three years in a row. Two, but three. I mean, you could say you didn't. You didn't try to rebuild your one and two, but you did. You tanked. So you, your fans have now are in a third straight year of hoping for a top, you know, five draft pick, you know, or a high draft pick. That's. You and if you didn't realize you were rebuilding when you tanked, that's also on you, because that's what the results are. That's not fair. Okay, are you done? I, look, it's your, it's the gig. <laughs> so, but I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying it was wrong. Like again, I'm not saying that Joe Cronin couldn't own what he did, but you can't say why. Why tell people other than? And it's a, it's the pattern that bothers me. Selling me, trying to tell me that you drafted Scoot. To play with Lillard, <laughs> you know, like, and now trying to sell me that you're happy where you are. What you shouldn't be, but that doesn't mean you you did a poor job. You didn't hurt Sharp. Right. Of course you drafted Scoot. You drafted third. Of course you drafted Scoot. Like that's not a bad pick. You didn't have the second pick. You had the third pick. So the two guys ahead of you, you couldn't draft. You drafted the guy that everybody and their mother said should go third. So I'm not mad at that either. I'm not I'm not mad that you drafted Sharp because that looks like a good pick, but you know what stinks? When the guy can't play and you can't see him grow. And you got Brogdon for a reason, not for this team, and you didn't turn him into anything yet. Sure, maybe you'll be able to turn him into something. But just coming out, for me, it would have been better to say, no, we're not happy. Of course we're not happy where we are. We're in a rebuild and we want to get better. And at the trade deadline, the goal is to get better. And right now, well, we okay. we we had to do nothing because right. there was nothing available that we felt <clears throat> was worth giving up our assets. Right. So that's disappointing. Okay. They, you know they're disappointed. So to say that you're not, to me, doesn't feel good. Okay. You wanted to make a trade to get better. So that's what I want. I just want to I just want him to say what every fan deserves to hear, which is, you know what? We're not where we want to be with this franchise. The but we're happy with the you could say we're happy with the moves that we made and how we set ourselves up. We're not really happy how the game played out though. We're not happy with the injuries and we're not happy that we weren't able to get better at the trade deadline. All right. Okay. That's it. For, okay, first things first. At the time of the draft, I was like Please, Charlotte, take Scoot. You can play Scoot and, and Lamelo right. together because one six seven he can guard twos, right? Because Brandon Miller, especially was when better, one doesn't play, Brandon Miller was a better fit <laughs> for this team, right? But it was like it was always out there that that the Blazers like Scoot better, and I never understood that because when was the last time this team had a six eight six nine forward who can score from anywhere, like ever? Are we going back to Kiki maybe? But Kiki wasn't very athletic. What are we talking about here, really? This kid right now in his last, it looks like 15 games. Oh, he's just killing it. Is averaging. Oh, my God, this went away. Why did this go away? I didn't even notice that. He's averaging 22.5 points, 4.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists, on 49% shooting, 
and shooting 39.6% on threes. And he's taking 7.6 a game. He's scoring all over the place. If you had that, if you if you told me right now the Blazers' future was Ant, Sharp, and Miller, I'm like, okay, you're rolling. Yep. And that's no disrespect to Scoot. Scoot's just redundant and Ant's better. And that's where you look at it and you go, uh-oh, there's there's fit issues there. And I'm not never going to buy in 100 million years that Ant and Scoot are going to play together and this team's going to contend unless you go out and get two really good forwards. Then, I, you know, if you got you went out and got marketing and somebody else, yeah, okay, I could probably work maybe. But anyway, that's another story. You know how I felt about <clears throat> not trading that pick and not building around Dame. I believe you throw everything out at building around Dame. You put the best team you yep. can. You let them go out and do whatever it is. It may be first-round exit, second-round exit. It might be a combination of those the next three years. And then when Dame's done – then you start to rebuild because there's always going to be another Scoot. There's always going to be another Miller. There's always going to be another Sharp. They didn't do that. That all said, the path they took, I think what, what Cronin is saying is that he likes the overall talent level of the team. Gr- Hold on. Granted, they don't like necessarily where they are, but at the same time, they didn't want to give up this year's lottery pick, so they're not really upset about the fact they're going to be in the lottery because if they weren't, that pick goes to the Bulls, right? right? But what you have to say, to be fair, though, is that this team has not had a chance to truly play together to show what it can do. And that's why he and Billups have some kind of hope. I would maintain, so right now they are 15 and 37. I believe that, and again, everyone has injuries, but when you're four of your top six players are injured for most of the season, that's not great. 40 games combined for Aiton and Simons. Williams basically he only played six games, right? And then Sharp has missed a ton. If you just had a reasonable amount of injuries with those guys and you had them all playing together, I believe that, you know, Williams missed 46 games. If you give me like 35 of those back, which is reasonable, if you give me 15 back of Ant, if you give me, you know, another eight or nine of Aiton, I think that's worth seven wins. Wins wins over above replacement, all that kind of math. So that would put them at 22 and 30. 22 and 30 would have them only three game, three and a half games out of the plan. And I think that's what they're thinking. If everyone, because their defensive rating alone, which is a respectable 21st, I think, in the league, and that's with playing a long stretch with Reef and Baji at center, with, with Scoot and Ant at guard, and Tumani, like that, that defensive, their defensive rating during that stretch was like 175 or something ridiculous. I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. But their defensive rating alone bumps up into the teens with Williams playing all year. And then their offensive rating, which has been horrible, bumps up if Ant had been playing all season. So all of a sudden, you're looking at a team that could contend for a play-in. So I think they're looking at that and saying, well, wait a minute. We don't have to trade a bunch of pieces next year. Scoot should be better. Ant should be better. Sharp should be better. Brogdon will maybe still be around. And then you get Williams back. And then maybe Ant has, or uh, Aiden has matured a bit. And all of a sudden, at this point next year, you're 500. You're in the mix. That's why I think they believe that they're headed in the right direction. Wow, that's a, that's like so many ifs that I can't even like. Wait, well, you know, second. that's I'm getting, crazy. I'm getting some calls here from several political campaigns that want my services. Uh, yeah, I can spin anything. Spin doctor. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin doctor. No problem. 18 felonies? I got that. Anyway, so. <laughs> I just say, like, to me, you're. I, I'm just going to use your own stuff against you here. That. Don't be throwing my words in my face, <laughs> Burnback. You're the one that keeps saying that you don't even think there's four players on this team that are going to be on the team when they're good. 
So like, like that. Okay. That's what I'll throw back. I mean, like, but, and and you just said in the breath before that you can't imagine a scenario where Simons and and Scoot are on the team together on a competing team. Okay. I agree with that, right. Aaron Francis. So I don't agree with this other right. one. Like, so just, if just, my hair was long and flowy, I'd be in a you'd be you know, like, Come on, no. But listen, there, there's a difference. Okay, there's what I believe. And then yes. there's what could be argued. And so I'm saying, to be fair, that could be argued. Like, yeah, that aunt, could be, but it's, and Aiden, it's not the right. The Aiden connection, though, no, the, dude, th- those guys, are like, for like a four game stretch there, were killing it. They, they've only, I, mean, I haven't added it up, but since, since uh, Scoot Smith, or excuse me, since, since Ant Smith's 24, that means, and, and Aiden's missed. 11. No, they missed 40 combined. They've only played 52. They, they the most games they could have played or, or played together this season would be 12. <laughs> that's the most. And that's not counting the games where they both missed, right? So how many games have they really played together? So to me, if those guys play together all season, Ants at 26 and 7 a night, and, and then ooh, I think Aiden's better. And if you have Williams backing them up, like the math adds up to where you're in a better, you look a lot better. So I do believe there's I, argument for hope. But my problem personally, after I step away from arguing for them, is that I still see a lot of fit issues. You got a forward in Grant who doesn't rebound. You got Aiton who's a huge question mark on whether or not he's ever going to develop into what he should be. And you got issues at guard where things just don't fit. But I do believe from their perspective, there's some hope to lean on. Yeah, and I, I just think it's a way to sell. You're just like uh, to say. Oh my god! Okay, well, you're yeah, just saying yeah. stuff. You're just saying stuff. Like <laughs> I mean, I'm like it's like what, But go ahead. No, but it's your, not. Your it's like not real. It's real. It's just it's, not real. real. Right. It's saying that the guy that gets hurt all the time that you got does like. Oh my god! Can you believe this guy who you know didn't play all these games is hurt? Like, oh my goodness! I can't believe it. Can you believe that Aiton's been inconsistent? Oh my god! What a shocker! You know, like the Simons and Sharp. We don't know. Sharp's been hurt before. He's only in his year two. You don't know. Right. Simons is you know bad luck, but. And, you know, you, your dream about Simons, gosh, how long are you going to dream that this guy's going to average 26 and 7 until he does? He would like, be if I he hadn't gotten hurt. Sure, sure, you're right. But he does, and he's on a team that doesn't allow for things. It does. The team is not even set up for your guy anymore. It's just not. They don't, they don't, because they've got a, they have what? the best players. Well, Brogdon's on the team still. Scoot's on the team they still. Don't like, with Simon, they don't interfere with Ant. Oh, no, he interferes with them. <laughs> like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what's the point? Like, give the guy the team or don't give the guy the team. Uh, Simon's the is the most talented player. It's the most talented player on the team, and they should. But they clearly are not building around him. Like that is oh, not the strategy right now. I don't agree with that because they came into the season with it, him being the number one option, and then they wanted him and obviously Aiden and Grant to develop as a trio, and then Sharp, and then see where Scoot fits in, et cetera, et cetera. But had he not gotten injured, dude, like when he came back for like a week and a half, he was averaging like 26. Then he got sick. Then he tried to come back and he struggled. Then he got sick again. And then he just got now hurt, hurt again with the ankle. But he had 29 points in the third through through less than oh. three quarters against the Pistons. He was on, on pace for 45. You know, so I'm just saying there hasn't been a commitment by this franchise to say you don't draft Scoot and not do stuff. You don't go get Brogdon as your next player. You just don't do these things if you're committed to Simons being the guy. 
No, I, just, no, I agree with that over and, the off season, hundred percent. I think once the season began, so, once the season began, of they course, were because you, you're because you realize. Okay, well, if you're a coach, you're like, hey, that dude's killing everybody at practice. Like, should we go with that dude or we should, you know, right now the offense is built around Jeremy Grant, who nobody in their right mind would ever build an offense around Jeremy Grant, but that's what they have left. He's right. their most talented player, so he he scores forty nine in a loss to one of the worst teams in the history of the NBA. Like that's what you're left with. That you can't be happy with that, and that's where my point is. Okay. Like all those things that you're saying, that's a reason not to be happy. That's a reason to not like where you are. It's like you're 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 spinning like if 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 like we're happy. We think we did all the right things, but the things everyone else messed up. Like no one <laughs> traded for Brogdon like they were supposed to. Like they should want Brogdon, and I should get stuff because that's what I did this for. And you know what? Williams shouldn't get hurt even though everyone else told us he was going to get hurt. And every, the reason why he was available is because he gets hurt. Like, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. no one is shocked. No one was like, oh, my God, can you believe that injury that he's out for the year? It's like, yeah, well, I guess that's why he was available. It's a different knee, though. And it was kind of, you know, it's not like <laughs> – Sure, knee. sure. Because, right, because big guys don't have – problems with both knees that never happens in the okay. nba nba because people don't overcompensate and the Aiton thing like you could say what you want like about Aiton, and you could pick out the games where he looks great and you're and that's the whole reason i mean you listen to his own former teammates they're like well i hope he brings that every night mm-hmm. when he plays well mm-hmm. you know his talent is not the question his abilities um his size, his athleticism, none of that's the question. The question is, is the guy gonna gonna bring it? Is he gonna have any issues? He's got that. I don't blame him. Like, how hard is it to to go out and motivate? Like Brogdon's out for two weeks, tendonitis in his elbow. I don't know. Like, would he be playing if you were if he did get traded to the Knicks? You know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what these injuries are because the bottom line is they're not trying to win. So all I'm saying is be honest. Let the fans hear your frustration too. You should be frustrated if you're Joe Cronin. You should be frustrated if you're you're a part of this ownership. And this is where things get kind of murky with me because you know I got to bring up the ownership thing. You hear other owners. They're not happy and they speak for the fan at times. You know, where – I'll bring up the NFL stuff of the Super Bowl. You have the Jets owner saying, like, no, this is terrible. Like, we got to be better. And, you know, Jerry Jones, like, oh, this is terrible. We got to be better. Owners are supposed to, you know, not be satisfied with this kind of performance three years in a row. And owners are supposed to tell the fans, hey, don't worry. I got you. I, we're not going to be the A's. Like, we're going to fix this. But we don't have that with this team. Okay. Because it's rudderless. Okay. So, again, you know how I feel about things. We've talked about it before. We've talked about it off air. But I'm just trying to play devil's advocate on some of this. Uh, some have called this the third year of a rebuild. That's completely unfair. Because the, fir- the only reason they tanked or even started rebuilding in the first place was the first year was because Dame had surgery, CJ had a collapsed lung, and, yes. and, and uh, O'Shea got fired. <clears throat> so that year, to me, it doesn't even count. Now, you got the seventh pick in the draft, and you picked a guy who had no experience, and he's still growing. If anyone expected him to be elevating this franchise at 20, they're, they're crazy. So to even hold them accountable for the third, third year of the rebuild, it's just unfair. The second year, now, Cronin bossed the second year completely because he tried to play the middle. He admitted this. So this is even talk, this is even like criticizing him. He admitted it himself. 
So when they had injuries, they had no veterans to turn to. And so they fell to pieces. 100% on Cronin. He screwed that up and wasted Damian Lillard's greatest year. The end of the year, they tanked the year to try and get that pick. Okay, but that year, yep. that, that team was, without the injuries, which I know is a fantasy, had playoff capabilities. The true rebuild that they're doing right now just started. It's in year one, but it was given a boost by the tanking for various reasons. So I'm, I came into the season, we came into the season talking about we're not going to criticize wins and losses. So I'm not going to start doing it now. Like, I, I just I think agree. that they are where they are, and that's just it. And you want to lose because you want the highest pick you can get in what's supposed to be a weak draft. Um, but Cronin can't come out and say, this is horrible. <laughs> he can't admit any of that. That's no, just what but happened. he can say, but he can say what? He can say, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. We didn't get better at the, at the trade deadline. I'm frustrated that I couldn't, that, that it didn't line up and I'm impatient, but I had to be patient. And now, of yeah. course, no one wants to hear that because he's promised he's the guy who said he was going to put all the chips in and didn't. So there's frustration there. And admittedly, I'm, I'm, I'm voicing that frustration. But you didn't get better. You should be frustrated as a franchise, as a GM, as an ownership group, as a player, as a coach, as a fan. You definitely are that you didn't get better. I, to, to me, getting better at the deadline only matters if you're, try, if you're trying to make a run. If, if, you're, if your goal is to lose, getting quote-unquote oh, better at the deadline is next to worthless because whatever trade you didn't make at the no, deadline no, no, is probably no, going to be available okay. in the summer. Let me clear. Let me be clear. Like who got, who, what bad I don't mean team better, got better? I don't mean wins and losses. I don't mean wins and losses. But what bad team I mean, got better at the deadline? Name a bad team that got better at the deadline. What bad well, team look made at the, to get better? Uh, well, I would say the Pistons cleared some stuff out to get better. They didn't get better. I mean, they, got, they, may be, they may be cleared off for their contracts. future. They're... They're okay. They're terrible, and they they traded away two guys that were never going to be on their team when they were good, and they got a twenty three year old NBA starter for that. NBA that to starter. me is better who, who if I'm a fan. Starting for the Knicks and was sure horribly. Anyway. Who's the who at the time was the number Man. two seed in the the East? Man. Quentin Grimes is good and has potential. At least look, there's potential there. There's no potential of Bogdanovich helping the Pistons in the future or Alex Burks helping. They got two second round picks and a 23 year old okay. guy who you can blah blah blah. But the guy was a rotation they, player in his rookie okay. year. The Pistons with That's the Pistons with Burks and Bogdanovich sweep the Pistons without them. So they didn't get better. Now they may have done some things, right. m- maneuvering in terms I, of contracts and, and age, and that's I clarified. Fine. That's fine, but they didn't quote unquote get better. So I, I was just saying. What I, I think I, I'm not. I didn't mean wins and losses right. better. Meant I meant like my franchise improve the situation. Right. I should. I, I apologize, <laughs> Professor Fentress. I should have been clearer. <laughs> I, like I told you what I felt. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's what's, and you should be frustrated by that, and you shouldn't come Man. out and try to. To say like everything's no, we, we're super happy with the fact that our best players, our best young players, have been injured, he and our center that we got in the trades inconsistent. He didn't say he was happy. No, he with didn't. That. He was saying he likes the talent level and the the potential of the development there down the road, and he's not going to overreact or be super judgy about it. Just a few months in to the rebuild, when they came into the I mean, season planning that, to lose. I agree with that, but they also came into the season hoping to see Scoop jump off the page, True. hoping to see Sharp, hoping to see Sharp take a step forward, <laughs> hoping to see Aiton show that okay, you traded me, I'm mad, I'm going to show you dominating, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. They went in the season hoping that the 
you know, a young power forward slash center with crazy defensive ability would be, you know, taking another step or just either threatening, um, you know, teams to come get him and offer some great stuff or be like, okay, this guy, he's healthy. He's looking good. We got, we got something here and Williams because of the fact that he was, uh, discounted based on injuries and lack of offensive ability, but we knew he could dunk and that that's, that's impressive. And you thought, let's be honest that you were going to turn Brogdon into something. Okay. And they didn't, none of that's happened. So, so that's the part where I think that he should, he, if he didn't, if that wasn't the plan, I know then, then what was the plan, right? Like this was not the plan. The plan wasn't to have scoot be struggling a little bit. Like that wouldn't what you would have (laughs) put Yeah, a lot, right. A lot of it. You wouldn't put that on. This is yeah. what we're hoping for, and it would. You wouldn't be like, you know what? I hope Sharp shows us some awesome stuff in the Here's- beginning, and then he gets hurt and he can't play. And when he comes back, he can't shoot at all, and then we have to put him on probably for the rest of the year. Here, like those aren't though. things you want. I, I do think there was a huge difference between what they sold over the summer, especially what Cronin was selling in Vegas, and what they came out of camp. Or going or, well, going into camp yep. and coming out of camp. I think they like they saw Scoot and saw how raw he was. You know, I was told Sharp wasn't ready, and there were major question marks about Aiton, and they were like, "How does this roster fit?" Because the attitude coming out was like, "Oh shit, we're gonna be bad." To the point where I did a series on what has to happen for them to make the plan, which I did because Cronin was positive and Billups had originally sure. been positive and Ant said he wants to make the playoffs yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Where someone from the Blazers was like, are you really writing that? I go, well, yeah, it's just like, a, I mean, I don't believe it's ever going to happen, but it's just like a positive thing and sort of like spilling out, here's what has to happen, which should tell you it ain't going to happen, but they knew coming out, of, coming out of camp that they were in trouble. So I just want to clarify that there was a difference between the summer selling and then coming out of camp selling. So, but anyway, I don't. Yeah, listen, the baby every, Blazers were. They got to sell something too because they got to sell tickets. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So I'm not ninety-two percent of people renewed, which I cannot believe. And there's, I see people. A friend of mine just asked me right now, "What what did I do with my tickets?" I'm like, "Dude, I dropped them because there's no way you can sell these things." And he's having trouble selling his tickets when he doesn't want to go. He could. He couldn't get hardly anything for for Wemby or a LeBron game. He's frustrated. I'm like, well, that's crazy. You should have read my stuff and listened to the podcast. You didn't know to jump those tickets because <laughs> I was basically saying this team's going to be horrible. Anyway, um, all right, well, let's move on to your next topic. First, let me just say that I don't flat out disagree with anything you say. I just do think there's a couple caveats and a couple double advocates that can be thrown out there, but we're pretty much on the same page, Greg. But it's more fun yeah. to disagree. All right. And I, let, let me just say this. I'm not where Quick is, even though I've really enjoyed his piece. Right. But I'm not where Fentress is, right? Like, I'm well, in the middle there. Like, I'm not – I'm closer you to know, you than I am with – The devil advocate Fentress is not necessarily where Fentress is. I just want to be clear on that. Exactly. exactly. All right. I'm just, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Like, so you had another He, he did. I you, mean, it's worth – Yeah. It was worth – I enjoyed the read – for Mr. Quick, yeah. he's talented, as we all know, right. and I think his take was uh, what some people uh, – it definitely made me think uh, that I was right. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, okay, I'm not, the cra- I'm not crazy. Like, it's all oh. right. I could be a little upset. Hey, what did I call all the trades? When everyone was saying, oh, my God, we got a haul, we got this, people were telling me how crazy I was for even yep. selling the Miami thing. What did I say? I called it what? Smoke and mirrors. 
And I still think it's smoke and mirrors until I'm proven wrong. So we're we're pretty right. much on the same page. Okay, you brought up a topic you put in the rundown. Lead us into it. It's a good So one. I was just thinking, based mm-hmm. on this, everything we're saying, like, so if everything's cool, <laughs> then you should feel good about where you are in the pantheon of the NBA franchise, especially rebuilding. But when I was looking at the, you know, the NBA standing slash all the teams, I was trying to think like, who would I not want to like if if I didn't if you're the Blazers, who do you feel like, oh, they're worse off? Like who's worse off as far as where they are right now? So basically like, if the Blazers were in the Harbaugh family and Jack Harbaugh said, Who has it better than us? You would say everybody. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm like, everybody but, right? And and look, I, as a Nick fan, I've been in the everybody camp for a long time, right? right? With with ownership and just terrible things, and we're in a better place now. But but I want to throw all that in there. They're owned by a trust, right? So you don't even know what's going on there. Right. You just traded your franchise player. You drafted third, not first or second. So I'm just wondering, like, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I would – who would I – if I could be the Blazers, who would I want to be less than them? And I, when I look at it, I, I definitely – I mean, the worst record in the West is the Spurs. Right. Of course, I'd much rather be the Spurs. Right. Next to me is the Grizzlies. I would still rather be the Grizzlies right now. Oh, yeah. The Rockets, I'd rather be the Rockets. Everything up, of course, I'd rather be the Jazz. I mean, they're basically a playoff team. So when you look at the West, the Blazers – I wouldn't rather be the Warriors or the, the Lakers. Because they're almost you done. You wouldn't? No, because they're almost done. Oh, their, stars, their stars are ancient. Oh, my God. Their stars you're, are ancient. Yeah, right, right. Because they're not going to – they don't have – right, because their ownership's going to totally screw it up. And they're going to be terrible. <laughs> no, the of course they're not. best player is 39, and the second best player is chronically injured. I would not rather be them. I would not trade Ross. You would rather the be the Blazers oh, yeah. than the, the Lakers? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's, ins- that's, that's insane, insane to me. Because I have Long an ownership term? that – Come on, dude! They're good. The, the, the Lakers don't stay down. I mean, they're when are they? They were down for they, they were down for a long time until they got LeBron. Right, but they weren't like three years in a row. They had the, bottom, they had the bottom, number two, they had the number they two pick and to get Ball, and they had the number two pick to get Ingram. What you talking about, Willis? They were bad. I'm just saying, I would not trade the, for the Lakers. I certainly wouldn't trade for the Warriors. Warriors toast. I mean, the Warriors, Warriors are toast. Warriors are toast. They're, they're, they got three guys making a hundred. You tell me, you don't think Steph Curry? You don't think Steph Curry might have four more years in him? I mean, he might, but Honestly. what's going to be around him? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking Curry. an aging roster. That's clearly what are they? Twenty-five and twenty-five. With all, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm well, not I'm we not are not that. on the same page. And I got to tell you, I, I mean, so you're telling me you'd rather be. You'd rather be the Blazers right now as a franchise with no ownership. Looking, looking at the next 10 years. Your best player, your best player you might trade because he's Simons and, you, and you're not building around him. Then well, might. a team. They might. We're talking about. Okay. All right. Look, that's just insane. Hold on, just hold on. Just hold on. The Blazers are rebuilding, which means they're thinking about several years down the road. Right, so you're talking about building something that you hope can sustain itself into the next, you know, over a ten year period from now to the maybe the end of it. 
the Warriors and Lakers are on their last leg. That's all I'm saying. So I'd rather have the young assets and, and looking to try and you know move forward than be stuck with these albatrosses, which I don't think are going to produce contenders. That's all I'm saying. But okay. I agree with you I'm not thinking else. it. I'm I'm not trying. I'm not agreeing with that because I'm going to say I'd rather make the I'd rather make the playoffs a few more years and have some joy and and believe in my ownership of I'm the Warriors especially they, they, that they'll figure no it out. There's no chance they're making the they're, they're not both making the playoffs. They're oh, they're going to make the playoffs. They make a postseason. They're nine and ten right now. They're not both getting into the eight. Anyway, okay. So we do we agree. Well, they might on not that. both, but I think that we disagree. With the, we agree and then in the east, the east, go to the east. So the east, there's teams here. That I might, it's close. I don't want to be the Wizards, so I'm good. Yeah, I'll take the, I'd rather be the Blazers, the Wizards. I don't know about the Pistons. They're so bad, so I'm okay if someone says the Pistons. See, I have to really look at. I disagree. I'd rather be the Pistons. Right, and I think I might. <clears throat> I might. I haven't looked at that, but I don't want to be the Wizards. No. I now now I want to be the Hornets because if Lamelo can stay um, healthy. But even so, I'd rather build around you. You sold me. I'd rather build around Miller than anything the Blazers have. Even Shane. I mean, even Shane. Yeah. Even Shane? I mean, Miller's Miller's doing stuff that Shaden hadn't done. No, and he's only no. in his first well, year. Shaden's had moments, same type of moments. He's had moments. I would rather. Uh, now the Raptors. I don't want to be the Raptors right now. No. But their ownership and their front office has been really good. Um, and the Nets are always a mess, but they have so. But and and then the Hawks are still a mess. Like the East is a little different than me, but no, I'd, I'd still rather be the Hawks. Um, I would I would probably say for sure. I don't want to be the Wizards. That's my only guarantee. So my, <laughs> I guarantee I don't want to be the Wizards. My argument for the Pistons <laughs> is that they cleared out. Like they have no Everything. like you look at next year. Oh yeah. Um wait, Fournier, Fournier has a team option, so they can drop him. Uh oh yeah, he's done. Yeah, he that's why he got traded. So Trust they me. cleared out a lot of contract. Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Stewart's a decent player though. So they have three, if not four, really good young players. Ivy's hitting his stride right now. Right? And so Ivy's light years ahead of Scoop. Yep. And he's only a year older draft-wise, but I think two years older overall. And he's light years ahead of Scoot, right? And then Kate Hunt and they got a, they got a is legit. And they got a six and they got a and they got a six foot ten, twenty year old who's who just dropped twenty seven and twenty two on you the other night, right? And he looked he looked ridiculous. Right. He, now now he, also looked, like, but he oh, also looked ridiculous against gosh. a team that was starting Jabari Walker at center. So let's be fair. Oh, I know. Okay. But he's but still, averaging four he's averaging yeah. fourteen and twelve. Right. And he's twenty. So so there's a there's a very strong yes. possibility there that he yes. is better than Aiton moving forward, right? Oh, yeah. So if I'm looking yep. at it, I'm like, mm, do I want the young hungry guy or the guy making 34 million that I don't know about, right? So Ivy Cunningham yep. and Duran, you know, and Cunningham can play the point like Ivy, yes, but he, both of those could also shift to the two because Cunningham's six six, right? So you're fine there. Like that's that's a two guard situation where they both can play off or both can, can play on, and then Asar Thompson. You know, he was a high pick, and he has yep, world potential, especially as a defender. So that team, to me, has just as good, if not better, young talent without the huge bloated contracts of Aiden, yep. Grant, 
Brogdon, and I made this point the other day to someone, I'm saying that one of the major problems with the Blazers right now is that you're not winning, and we could, like I just argued all the reasons why you can sort of shove that aside, but you're not winning with four guys making over $100 million. And four guys, so, you said you know what's like. crazy? You know what's crazy when you look at the Pistons? They're only guys making over $10 million. James Wiseman at 12. Uh, Fournier's making 18. He's done. He's done. And the only other guy making over 10 is Cade Cunningham. He's making 11. Isaiah Stewart's got – well, you mean this year. You mean, yeah, Stewart bumps up to 15 next year. Yeah. Right. This year, right. Right. I'm just saying, so like, you're right. So they position themselves I mean, I, money-wise. They oh, position yeah. themselves oh, yeah. amazingly. And get this. Yes. So right now, they only have – next year, they have $65 million committed. The year after that, they only yeah. have $15 million committed. But, of course, Thompson, Ivy, you know, yeah. and, and Cunningham will get their During. extension. So that's going to that's gonna bump up. But still, the point is, their cap looks beautiful. And they've got some young dudes who have the potential. And the fact that they got a big, a young big, something the Blazers have not had since Aldridge uh, and then hope for Odin, really, that's, that's why yep. I'd rather be the Pistons. No, and, and, and the exercise wasn't like I had. Right. No, I, I hadn't gone through every roster. I, I just was saying, like, when you're saying we like where we are, yeah, that's my, <laughs> my response. It's like, yeah, like, don't, don't like where you are. Don't please like um, he has to he get better. He traded Damian Lillard, dude, and he did so, Joe Cronin, on the strength of the fact that Scoot Henderson was too good to pass up. And then he pulled off the trades he pulled off with Aiton being the centerpiece. And so, though, Scoot Henderson and Aiton, the success of those two players you know, are, are going to make or break that summer, the summer of trading Lillard for Joe Cronin. So he can't just come out now and say, yeah, Cronin, you know, he said, Scoot, you know, play, playing point guard in the NBA is tough to do and to learn it at 19. But, well, that's not what you said in the summer. You said he was transcendent and different 19-year-old uh, that you thought he could play next to Dame. That's what you said when you traded him or signed or drafted, for, drafted him and refused to trade him. That's what you said. And it was ridiculous. I was like, wait, either I'm an idiot about basketball or he doesn't know what he's talking about or he's just selling something that he knows isn't true. Because, well, and you know what? Sometimes three things can be exactly. true. Because there was no, there's no <laughs> way he was going to be – I'm going to throw out something else. There was no way he was going to be out. Ant was my whole thing all summer, right? I was told yeah. by the NBA source that when it was – like when it was – the thing was like, oh, yeah, Scoot can play with Dame. Well, who that, that meant someone was going to the bench. That meant Simon was going to the bench. And it's my understanding that Ant was none too happy about that. Of and course it was not. ridiculous. Like, it was just ridiculous. There's no way he was going to beat out Ant. And, of course, Ant squished him like, you know, like, it's like he was. Well, he was an inexperienced 19-year-old. So, Crony can't come out now and say, it's a disaster. <laughs> right? be, and, I didn't – and again, I'm not, I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for you to step in front and say, I understand why people are frustrated with where we are. And that I'm frustrated that I couldn't make the team better right now, or I couldn't improve the franchise at the deadline because that's my job. I didn't feel like we were offered anything that would put us in a better place. And clearly, I'm unhappy that the team has not been able to stay injury free and that we haven't progressed uh, in certain areas. That's he, it. He, Just he, tell he me said some of that. Nah, not great. Okay. He mostly leaned on, we're good. 
and I'm happy <laughs> and I did a great job. Like, and I'm, I'm not bashing the job he did right now for, for what happened right now. Like, that's what I want to make clear. Yeah. I'm not saying they should have traded Brogdon right now. What I'm saying is you got him to trade him and you could, you haven't done it yet. Yeah. Brogdon has not made your team, f- f- the team's future better. They're better when he's in the lineup because he's one of the best players on the team. Because the rest of the team's not very good. Right. So that that's it. Like it's just and you could say, and I get what you're saying, that the rebuild didn't start three years ago. But what I'm saying as a fan, I've just had to suffer through I'm suffering through my third year mm-hmm. of when you're telling me, you're telling me we're gonna lose. Like you don't even have a way to tell me to go to the games to 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 in, Root for a victory. Right. As a matter of fact, you're telling me victories are bad. <laughs> like if we win. So that's not a good place to be as a fan. And there's right. a reason why your friend can't sell his tickets. There's a reason why I'm like, I cannot believe I just watched the Blazers and Pistons in overtime. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why did I do that? Because in the end, at least it was enjoyable to watch some of the Pistons like just kill it on the boards and dunk and at least that. But you're like, oh, dude, you just blew a 23-point lead to the Pistons. They Winning on the road to them is like finding gold in the sewer. Like, it just doesn't they happen. They beat the night before. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. They were on fire, man. I just said – I'm just saying, like, like, you can't do that and make me sit there and say, yeah. Like, that's the trade deadline I'm looking for. No moves, lose to the Pistons at home. Like, that can't be good. Like, you can't be sitting in the in in the arena next to, you know. Okay, but he didn't know anyone get hurt when he said that. Come on. I, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, that is not uh, – the fan had to hear it, read it, and watch that. <laughs> and if you think, like, why would a fan say, oh, yeah, that's totally cool. <laughs> you know, like, we didn't make any moves. We're totally cool with that. And we just lost to the Pistons at home. And, oh, yeah, our best player just sprained his ankle. He's probably out for a few more weeks. So now I'm going to be cheering for who? Like, what is my joke? Okay, joy? So- Here's this illustrates more than anything where this season has dipped to. Okay, so Simon, they're up twenty nine, four something to go in the third. No, they're up twenty three. Simon's has twenty nine. Twenty three. He get, he get, yeah, twenty three. Simon's had twenty nine. Sorry, he gets hurt. You got Ashton Hagen, Hagen's the guy you just signed playing point guard, right? And he doesn't. He doesn't know the offense. He doesn't know the system. He's not. He's a of course guy, he doesn't. Right? He's and like so pick and roll. Is, I know that pick and roll. And so the only guy on the court who really can score is Grant. But the Pistons are kind of double teaming yeah. him. You have other guys trying to do things they're really not capable of. Jay Ivy goes nuts. Durant's just killing inside. He's just feasting in the paint. Right. Yes. And so on Twitter, people are like, "Why aren't they playing Ryan Rupert?" Right. That's I got what DMs they're going asking for. me. Are you asked yeah. Phillips why he's not playing Rupert, and I'm thinking. Why is and people are like why is Manaya playing over Rupert? I'm like, did you have you looked at their G League stats? Like, Manaya averages or shoots better from the field, shoots better on threes by a lot, averages more points, more assists, and fewer turnovers. Like, it's not even close. But Rupert, remember lottery pick. What did they sure. say on draft day? We had him with a lottery grade. He was a second round pick. We right. had him with a lottery grade. So people are waiting for this guy to sort of blossom. And so even in the media in the press conference area. People, some people were discussing, you know, 
what do you do? Do you go through pair? Do you go with Mania or, or should they have stuck with Ashton or whatever? And I'm just like, why are people even talking Who about cares? this? And on Twitter, they're arguing and debating it and people are trashing what else you do? people are arguing about it. And I'm like, we're talking about two undrafted guys. One's a G League guy full-time. The other one plays for Blazers, but plays a lot on G League. And the other one's a second round pick who plays mostly. Like that's where this season has gone to. Yes. And it's right. And that's, and there, look, there's no way they should win that game. Once your once Simons, Simons is out, out yeah. you got to go because you got nobody can run the plays. And the guys, I mean, you know, you're in trouble when guys that weren't on the roster to start the season are the experienced guys. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like you're looking for guys like, and or weren't supposed to be in the rotation. Like, oh, Kamara, he's he's like a he's like a ten year vet on that lineup right there. So I, I that and that's not good. It's you know it's not enjoyable for fans, and that's what I want. I want some recognition to your customers, and I didn't feel that there was recognition to the customers about frustration. Right. And to me, that's a disconnect. Because the only people that are cool with all this are ones that are so in the minutia of stuff that they can really enjoy an argument about which remix guy should be playing. <laughs> and I'm not th- those fans like I, that's not to mock them. Yeah, that's just what that's they're that's so into it. Yeah, that they're going to be like, you know what? I see the vision. It's all good because I I can still enjoy this game to look at Manaya. Out there and see whether or not he should play. But the 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 guy that you're trying to sell your tickets to, the guy who's trying to sell the tickets, he's like, I want my kid to go and have fun, right? And I want him to to root for a guy that I know is going to be a blazer for a while, and that we can like believe in. And right now, like, whose jersey are you going to buy? That's for next week's podcast. So last thing, so we got two (laughs) games Tuesday, Thursday against the the Timberwolves. They should get smoked both times. We'll see who comes back. Uh, Simon has an ankle. Scoot still has, I think, the knee, right? Or foot. Um, Brogdon just yeah. had um, tendonitis in the elbow. He was sick, and then the elbow popped up. Now he's got an elbow. Yep, that's what I'm saying. So yep. do you think the tank has already begun? And by tank, I mean anytime someone has anything, you're just going to sit them? Or do you think there's just a little hiccup, and after the All-Star break, we'll start seeing full lineups again and some effort to – ball so i don't see any reason to have to i mean to me you're you're you want brogdon to keep playing every once in a while so people know he's not actually really hurt because you but i wouldn't i really need to see scoot scoot's got to play so if scoot doesn't play but the tank can be on with i mean who who can who can't play to tank like i don't even know what that means anymore fetch just like who who do you have to sit I mean, to me, it's all about not wasting your no. best players and risking injury for them for next year Come or on, the man. year after. Hold on a second now. Let's, you know, they they beat, okay, they beat their, Indiana. Their, their best run is five and eight. Okay, I'm just saying that when, when they were almost whole, they beat Indiana. They barely lost at OKC at the timeout situation. They beat Houston. They came home. They, they lost. They got injuries. They lost to the Spurs. Lost to the Bulls, and they beat Philly, beat Milwaukee, played two really good games at Denver. So when they're whole, like I think this team can win some games when they're whole. Like I, yeah, but Sharp is out for Sharp's gone. You know, maybe yeah, Sharp's I don't. I can't gone, imagine they're going to bring him back. Gone. They've been playing. Well. I'm just saying, if, if Scoot and Brogdon and uh, Aiden yes, and Grant I, are all yeah. together, they can win some games. 
And, yes, and, and I believe that when Aiton's when Aiton's knee when Aiton's knee is sore, his back is sore, he's not going to play. That's okay. When Brogdon's elbow's got tendonitis, he's not going to play. You know, I don't know. Look, Simon's, you know, ankles. That could be a month. Could be two <laughs> weeks. Know, God, I'm just saying. Like you know, I don't know how bad he sprained that ankle. I mean, he had 29 points and he didn't play. The you know, he took him out and he didn't play. He won't play the rest so, of this week. I doubt. I doubt he'll play the rest of this week. Right. So like. You're tanking there. I mean, you're going to lose two more. But at some point in time, you do need actual five. You need five. <laughs> so, like, you got to have five guys. So, they're already going to be playing G, you know, G League guys. And you're not going to sign a, you know, a, a vet. You know, when Fournier gets cut, you're not going to sign him. You know what I mean? So, the tank has been on since day one. And, yes, I think that the – but the tank to me was on since day one because – I believe that Aiton probably, if the teams were more competitive, wouldn't have missed as many games. Um, I believe that Brogdon's tendonitis would have been something that he maybe played through every once in a while if this team was decent. So, um, yeah, let me, I think the tank's on. Let me close on this. So, I'm not complaining necessarily because at the end of the day, I'm getting paid to watch basketball, whether it's good basketball Which is, or bad basketball, right? The media food's pretty solid. Get me a couple of bottled waters. They got some pretty good raisin oatmeal cookies. You know, I'm hanging out. A lot of Blazers fans would love to go in the locker room. You know, that kind of yes. stuff. I'm not complaining yes. necessarily. But <clears throat> let's go back. <clears throat> Sorry. One of the things that's difficult is to find the energy an interest to write about guys that you really aren't sure what their yes. future is. So let's go back to the first year, the first year Cronin took over. These are the young, these are the guys on the team they were playing when they were taking at the end and talking about them developing in their future and going into the summer, blah, blah, blah. Greg Brown, gone. Chris Dunn, gone. Ellaby, gone. Um, Elijah Hughes, gone. Keon Johnson, gone. Nasir, gone. Uh, Mac Lamore was just a role player. I won't count him. Larry Nancy was traded. I won't count him. Uh, Dennis Smith, veteran guy, Powell or Snell traded. No big deal. Watford gone. Brandon Williams gone. Justice Winslow, Cody Zeller was injured, but all gone. Right. How, I mean, how many guys I named? Like 12. Okay. So yeah, even, no, that's how so it even is. Even from last year. So Greg Brown was back last year. Then he was gone. John Butler now gone. Eubanks gone. Um, Shaq Harrison came up for a little bit, I think played a little bit, gone. Keon Brown, Kevin Knox, gone. Uh, Cam Reddish, gone. Skylar Mays came back this year and then gone. By the way, had Skylar Mays been here still when they played Detroit, they'd probably win that game. Gary Payton was traded for and then gone, but we don't have to count that. Uh, and then, God, remember, Gen- hey, uh, remember Jonathan Williams? Anyway, my point is, that's like 18 guys that were brought in right. at different levels. And who guys who got to play a lot because of tanking, right? All gone. And so now you look at the current roster, and I'm just thinking out loud, like wondering for the future. You know, Kamara, people were all high on Kamara. Kamara the other day should have been like he he had 30 starts under his belt. He should have stepped up and helped save the Pistons game, but he couldn't. So do I believe Kamara's a starter of the future? I don't know. We got Kamara. We still wonder about Jabari. We're wondering about Reef. We're running about. Chris Murray still, we don't know about him. Rupert, Manaya, Baji, Moses Brown is hurt. Um, and then they just brought up a G League, another G League guy, and then Delano. 
That's nine dudes who are who are going to have games where they started and or played significant minutes. How many of those nine guys are going to be around, dude? Yes, again, we bring back to the point where so, you're like, you said maybe four guys right, on this so, entire roster. So for two or three years, only a couple of those guys are back. We're up to like 20-something oh. players that Cronin would have. Well, some were all holdovers from Olshay, but not many. That they would have brought in in this yeah. whole mix. And it's much ado about nothing. Now, we'll see. Chris the Mary good news for up, you. The, could blow up. We'll see, but I don't know. But you, you get my point? Oh, yeah. But the only thing I'll say is the, the little bit, I'm going to give you a little bit to say, oh, okay, they didn't have the remix. At least you got the remix where they're there and they have uh, a different level of how you could cover them. You know what I mean? Because you could see um, the Blazers know more about what they're doing. Um, if you even wanted to go to practice that when they're at the remix, you could do it. I'm just saying like before they were out, they were go they were coming in from places that you never knew they were going they're being shipped out to other states at least now they're just getting shipped out you know to you know to the bluff you know what I'm saying like at least you, you and they're still part of practices per se like before guys were in and out and there might be a little bit more but no it's really hard and this is you know I had I've had to do this in my life before when I when you cover it's like cover minor leagues again you know you're just looking for a little thing to, that's interesting that people might know and know that this guy might never be a, a real contributor to the Blazers, but maybe he goes off somewhere else or, oh, that's interesting, you know? Like, but you have to find that, and it's and that's and, – and it's not like you have tons of access now once the season starts. You know, you don't, you don't get tons of access. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, the only thing you should write about Jabari Walker, like that's, that's what you just write about him. He's got interesting stories playing better than everyone else. His dad played in the NBA. He's probably got well, a level head, but yeah, I'm a writer, but you've done everybody, it. but it's just, it's no, just but I'm just saying like, it's, oh, it's yes. smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And, and, you know, coaching staff, you got to hit them a little bit. Like, what do you got? Because he's had a turnover on the coaching staff too, you know, so there's some of that. Um, yeah, I do think it'll be more and more interesting to 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 see how, uh, you know, I'm interested in the Chauncey thing, like just how this weighs on him and where, like at some point, I would like to know, like, how is he getting better? Like, how is this helping him? Actually, that came up a little bit the other day, and actually we just posted a story where – I had him just I didn't dive into that but he mentioned that how like all of this is tough for the overall development because either individuals are missing time or you're having to put individuals in situations they're not ready for and thus you can't even yep. judge them because it's not fair and then you're missing out on the group as a whole you know working together and gelling together and then that impacts him and the coaching staff because they're trying to want to evaluate what they have plus yep. you know figure things out for themselves because some of the Chauncey admits all the time he's still growing as a coach um, and so how do you grow as a coach when you're out there literally trying to, trying to tell guys, okay, you know, you play here and you play there and you do this and you do that. Oh, crap, that didn't work. Okay, over here, over here. And so you're not really coaching. You're just trying to, like, get through the game. Um, so yeah, And wins and losses don't, aren't what you're coaching for. Right. So I'm interested to see how a guy that played at the highest level who got into coaching to win a championship with one of the best, you know, guards in the NBA, now he's mentoring, you know, a, a young guard and a lot of young players. But, like, where what is he – you know, where's his growth? How does he feel about his career? Right. Uh, because he didn't get into to do this three years in a row. Like he just <laughs> right. didn't. I mean, and 
And I don't care what anyone says. Guys at Chauncey Billups' level, they got ego. And he doesn't want his three-year record. Like, every loss looks bad. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have Monty Williams, like, pad. You know, where, you know, Monty won a lot of games as a head coach in other situations. So as bad as it is with the Pistons, he's, you know, he's like, well, I had a few seasons when I made the playoffs. So he even thought about contending. And at what point, you know what I'm saying? Like, at what point does Chauncey go, you know what? I don't feel good. Like I, I, I'm sick of hugging. I'm sick of hugging guys with ten seconds left in the game when we lose. Like you know, 70, like where is he at? Seventy-five and one forty-one. I'm just saying. So, for future. All right, we thought right. we're just gonna do a short podcast. We went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. All right, thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. We will be back uh, probably after the All Star break, after, and we'll celebrate whatever Scoot does in the futures game. <laughs> He's the only guy there. There you go. And uh, please click that subscribe button and leave us a positive rating, and we will catch you later.